Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we have a little bit of NFL news to go over here. But before we do that, big story, Tom Brady retires. Uh, Is he a Hall of Famer, Austin, you think? I think you'll have to wait a little while to get in. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know... I, I, it is I, a tough. You know, it is. A, it's a tough group. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're looking at like Rivers and Eli and Ben and Peyton and Drew Brees, like all around the same same group. So, yeah. I mean, can we ever really say he was the best at his position at any time? Uh. Yeah. I mean, good riddance. Do we? I think the bigger <laughs> question is: Is he gone for real this time? What do you think? I think he is gone for real this time. But man, I mean, like. I don't know. Like, why go out on that note? And after everything that happened, like, he just seemed like the type of guy who was going to be like, I need to stick around for one more year to make this, to prove that, like, I did this on my own decision, on my own accord, and that I didn't make a mistake. Is it Sinatra that sings that I did it my way? Yes, it is. Wow. Look at you. Um, so I think it's actually funny that I think the the best line that I've heard on this was when we were discussing it in our Slack and like immediately as it happened as in pretty much every chat dedicated to football across the country. Um, somebody posted the video and I think it was Dwight Peebles that said it's it seems like that's the most genuine that he's been like on camera in basically forever. And I, I thought that was a really good comment. It really did seem like it was, it was really genuine, you know, mm-hmm. no real fanfare. It didn't really, it almost didn't even really seem planned. Like he almost just like went for a walk on the beach and he'd been thinking about it for a long time and was kind of just like, I'll just record it now and just do it. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, he got emotional at the end of it. He kept it short and sweet. It wasn't, um, hey, look at me type thing, really. So, yeah, I, I do think that he's that he's done. I think this year was a hard year for him. And I don't think Tom Brady is used to having, I mean, obviously, you know, being an NFL quarterback is not an easy thing. But yeah. I think in terms of, you know, personal life and just emotionally and and all those things, I think this was a hard year for him. And the Bucks weren't really good either. So, you know, I think. Yeah. I, I bet if you asked him to to name the worst year of his life, I, w- I wonder if this past year would be at the very top, if not the top one for him, just with all the negative things that happened. And it's still, I mean, you know, they, they made the playoffs. He, he made a shit ton of money. Like, yeah, um, you know, all these things. But yeah, I think uh, it feels like time. It feels like time. I agree. I, th- I think it feels like time and he has that cushy gig in, at Fox waiting for him. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like he's not going to be a great announcer. Like I feel like he I could feel be opposite. I, think I feel like he has the awesome. potential to be, but I don't know. I, don't I think know he's going to be great. The only, th- the thing that's so hard now, and I wish they would let team, like I, I, I think it would be cool to do it with a guy like Brady is to like bring a guest into the booth for every game, wherever they go, almost like Manning cast, but in person, because I think Brady has, I think it's like, we think of him as this kind of like square weirdo, but I think (laughs) players really like him. 
Like it's his best friend through all this has been Gronk. Yeah. Like, I think that says something that, you know, the, the, the meathead party guy that, you know, giggles when you say 69 has been like his best friend <laughs> through all this. I actually think it'd be cool to, you know, when they, when he goes to call a Raiders game, you know, that he has a recent former Raider or, you know, so, like somebody hop in the booth with that. I think that would be a cool spin with him. Cause I think like, he's just a sociable guy and I think he would do a good job calling the game too. I, I, but I, the, you know, the, the, the TV execs will never go for that. Cause it's no. not what they've been doing for the last 60 years. So why, why would that work? Yeah. They're all kind of dinosaurs. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like he, Brady has the potential to be really good in the booth. Like I do think he is a, he's not quite as big of a square as he came off, especially during his times in new England. And, um, you know, I think he does have more of a personality there and he's clearly one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Like you don't play until you're 45 unless you are really good mentally, um, with the game. So he, I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't know. I feel like he also might just kind of phone it in a little bit, you know, like, cause he doesn't have to be great at that. You know, he's just going to be collecting a paycheck no matter what. They're not going to get rid of him. I don't think he's capable of doing that. Like mentally, I don't think he's that mindset even registers to him. Like, I don't even I think if you said that sentence to him, he would be like, what is that combination of words in that order? mean?" I don't <laughs> I don't understand. I don't th- I, I would have zero worries about him uh, phoning it in. I think that's okay. what's made him, you know, a, a great football player. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely what made him a great football player. But like, you know, is that going to translate when he's done? You know, I don't know. What do you think he's going to be like at the end of dodgeball when what's his name is like enormous and sitting there with his uh, <laughs> white Goodman is sitting there and he's, he's like fat and he's like <laughs> with the, the chicken leg. You think that's what going to do? Norris. I won that dodgeball tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you never know. I, I just I, I don't know. I just get a vibe from him that he he might. He's so into like all that like nutrition bullshit that he peddles and like all that kind of stuff. Like I think he'll still be locked in on whatever he's doing. Hmm. I just don't know that the man knows how to turn it off. There are people like that that make it to, you know, 90 and they're still hustling, so to speak, because that's just their true mindset. True. You a Succession fan? You watch the show Succession? I do like. Okay, Logan Roy. <laughs> I don't, four on the floor. Yeah, I don't know if. Uh, I actually don't know that I finished last season, and I know there's a new one coming out, so I'll mm. have to go do that. I, I, so if, I don't know if people have gleaned to this if we've ever talked about our favorite TV shows on here, but I am the slower the burn the TV show is, the more that I probably love it. So Succession fits right into that category yeah. my favorite show ever is mad men um you know the wire sopranos um you know breaking bad early seasons are, are very slow burnish um better call saul was too um yes uh, all those kinds of shows i just i eat them up they're great gotcha okay yeah i, I just made the the logan roy doing it until you're 82 i think he's 83 now i think in the show yeah. 82 83 or something like that yeah all right well that's enough brady talk here um we'll get into some nfl coaching carousel news here 
some updates from the Senior Bowl. We have two correspondents there, Mike Valerie and Barnabas Lee. I think I don't think we're ever going to get them to come home. They seem like they're yeah. having way too much fun down there together. I wouldn't be surprised if the message tomorrow is like, hey, we bought a condo down here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might. It might. Oh, our planes our planes delayed again. Send send more money, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they they're having a blast down there. They are, and they're guys and chatting yeah. it up and and enjoying everything that the Senior Bowl is. I love the pictures of Mike interviewing somebody and then Barnabas interviewing somebody and trying to figure out is the guy Mike interviewing short or is the guy Barnabas interviewing really tall. It's a fun game. I've been I've yeah. been enjoying playing. Yeah, it's been fun. They're they're they are possibly my new favorite duo. Um, yes, <laughs> but they're the different you know, nightly breakdowns they've been doing, and um, yeah, yeah, I really, I really like working with both those guys. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the uh, the breakdowns that they've been doing, they've been going live at uh, six o'clock on our YouTube channel over at Campus to Canton. Um, definitely check those out. They're doing breakdowns, breaking down all of the news. Uh, they're up over there. If you've missed any of them this week, if you've missed all of them, go back, go back and watch them all. Highly recommend it. Um, but before we get into the meat of the show here, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods. You can follow all of them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live, or check out the Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you're looking for an additional NFL or CFF content, Fantasy Points is a great resource for that. Uh, moving into the coaching carousel here, we have... Uh, two openings still, but we have three head coach hires here. Um, first one here, we'll start with D'Amico Ryans, formerly the defensive coordinator for San Francisco. Uh, he'd been a hot name last cycle, very hot name this cycle. He had interviews with pretty much everybody. Lands in Houston, um, where he played his, some of his career. Waiting to hear if you would say that or not. Do you not think I knew that he played... His no, career. I thought you'd, oh. I just, they, you'd really, you know, burying the lead there. Yeah. Yeah. Now he played some of his career at Houston. Mo most of it. Most uh, of his career. Yeah, yeah. Most of his career in Houston. Um, but Philly was the other stop. I don't remember what there was another one after that. Um, but anyway, signed in Houston and they have a lot to rebuild here. Do you think D'Amico Ryans is up for the job? I think he's a good hire, and I think they did a good job. They gave him a six-year contract, if anybody yeah. didn't notice that, which is good because they had fired the last two coaches after a year. So I'm sure uh, him being formerly affiliated with the organization, I'm sure, helps a little bit with um, those kinds of things as well. I know you hate when teams hire defensive head coaches, especially if it's a team like Houston that very obviously is going to need to make some sort of play for a young quarterback. So do you hate this hire from that perspective? So I don't, I don't hate it quite as much at the NFL level um, as I do at the college level, just because like the college coaches, the college coaching staffs get rated, especially any good offensive coordinator gets rated. So well, any, any good head coach at the college level gets rated too, though. It's a good point. So I, I don't know that I actually think it's the opposite that like mm -hmm. I, I would be more conservative at the NFL level. Cause yeah, I mean, if you're a really good uh, defensive head coach at Michigan state, like, guess what? You're probably not going to be at Michigan state very long. You're probably going to be going to, Oh, I don't know. LSU. I don't know. And then maybe, you know, you end up in the NFL for a little bit and then maybe you become the greatest all time head coach at Alabama. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying that could be a path for somebody. 
Um, I didn't really think of that until after I said the Michigan State <laughs> coach of Michigan State. Thing. That was that was really but, good. You should have kept uh, going with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I so I think it actually matters uh, a lot more at the NFL level. Yeah. Where if you're a, a defensive head coach in the NFL, there's no where, there's where, no up. Where, where's the upgrade? Yeah, yeah. Or you're not you know you're not worried about getting pushed up to like the next level or a bigger yeah. program like that doesn't really mm-hmm. exist. It's fair, but uh, yeah, either way, I'm not a huge fan of hiring defensive head coaches just because of the way that the, um, the way that the game is moving, uh, is so much more offensive. Now that's not saying it can't work. And I do think this was actually probably the perfect hire for them. Um, they have a lot to figure out on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the quarterback position, uh, wide receiver cupboards, pretty bare. Damian Pierce at running back is, is fine. You probably don't upgrade that because you have so many other needs. Um, but they also have a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball. And D'Amico Ryan seems like a a real player's coach. He seems like a type of guy that is going to be like a Mike Tomlin where people just love to play for this guy. So I think he can be a – I think he's somebody who could be a success for the long term there. Um, and, you know, having connections to the to the city as well, playing there, fan favorite. Uh, I, I think this was a good hire actually um i i like it and we'll see i don't i don't know i didn't hear money figures did you i just saw the the six years i would assume it's his first gig they're his first head coaching gig you know i don't they i'm sure they're not paying him um a ridiculous amount of money unlike a certain head coach heading to denver that we'll talk about here in a few minutes um so i from that perspective it's nice i don't know i think i'm giving this a a cautiously optimistic let's wait and see um okay i i that roster is not good right now so i do think yeah. it's a multi-year thing so i think they'll be bad this year and i don't know that we can take that much away but i think he is a hell of a defensive coordinator so yeah i think no matter what like i i haven't heard he hasn't made any staff additions either has he like no, I'm interested to see not, who not he yet. brings in at the coordinator spots, what he's going to do with the. I'm assuming he'll be somewhat involved somehow a little bit with the defense. Um, so I, I, I it's a, I, I don't know. I'm maybe give it a B. Like it's not a super flashy hire. I think it has the potential to be really, really good. I think he could be a Mike Tomlin ish kind of hire that, yeah. um, you know, kind of a trendy young defensive coordinator um, that, it, you know, goes someplace to a team that that uh, the Steelers weren't in turmoil at the time, but they hadn't really. There was a lot of turnover on that roster, and he kind of yeah. flipped it successfully and did well. So I think you know Ryan's is in a similar situation. Just no, you know, having Ben Roethlisberger versus Davis Mills um, is really the one of the big differences there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, they they need to get the quarterback situation figured out, and it'll. I think it'll be really telling to see who he hires as his offensive coordinator. That'll be what I'll be really interested in because you know, like you said, he probably is going to have somewhat of a significant hand in the defensive side and play calling stuff because he is such a great play caller and defensive coordinator. Um, but yeah, I, I think B B plus for me. I think this was this was pretty good. Uh, you mentioned the uh six seventeen to twenty million dollar elephant in the room here sean payton uh traded to denver for draft picks was a first and was it a third it's a it was a 
first and a second for a third, second. I think. Okay, they got the third. third. Like it was essentially okay. like a trade down around first and, the and first a trade down, which okay. isn't like awful, I guess, in the grand no. scheme of things. No, and and we can get into that here, but uh, um, I think that this was a good hire for them, uh, a, a good move for them. Obviously, you hate trading draft picks for a coach, but they had kind of been striking out on all of their. All, all of their head coaching hires like Harbaugh they kind of brought in and now they interview a lot of different guys and they bring him back in. They'd make that trade for him. They got to pay a lot for him, but I think he's the type of guy who's going to be, uh, be, be perfect to set this offense right. And that's the big concern is how do you get Russ Wilson and this offense to cook? The funny thing is, I don't even think they needed Sean Payton to do that. Like we just, we saw what just, non Nathaniel Hackett looked like there. I th- didn't he, he I think he had two of his best three or four weeks of the, the season without Hackett after the end of the season. Uh I'm sure. yeah. Yeah. He only he only hit 20 fantasy points like four or five times or something and and uh multiple of them were after Hackett was fired. So I think we don't even need Peyton to necessarily unlock him. I think he'll be fine. I, they have good wide receiver play there. I think the roster is pretty solid overall i don't love spending that kind of stuff assets (laughs) on a coach i know that people who are way smarter than me have kind of figured out how you know there's no salary cap for coaching and coaching is one of the spots that can give you obvious you know improvement um like measurable uh improvement um so I, I get it from that standpoint i just don't know that i love spending a first round pick especially when you're kind of starving for picks at the moment because you i i'm not like rightfully or wrongfully you don't have to give it but let's let's assume it was correct a correct decision you just spent all those picks to go get your quarterback i don't know that that's the best decision, especially when the quarterback is making a lot of money and they do have some money decisions to be made in the next couple of years with some guys that'll be getting close to free agency. So I don't know that that's sending away that much draft capital is a great idea. But, you know, if they win a Super Bowl, obviously you're not complaining. And there is a track record of coaches being traded for that have done just that. So. I uh, I don't I, I would I don't know how to grade this one if I had to give a grade to it. I could see it turning out any number of ways, and none of them would be particularly shocking to me. Yeah, I think this could go a number of different ways. Obviously, it could go up in flames. I don't think it will. I, I do think this was a good move on their part. I don't love giving up the first round pick for it either. I, I do think that's especially given the assets they have moved around before, like you were saying, but. This is one of the richest ownership groups out there, one of, if not the richest ownership groups. And like you said, there's no salary cap for coaching. So they oh, they are the richest, right? They are the rich. Okay. They have to be. They, they own Walmart. Like it's true. <laughs> I, they have to be. The richest. I said one of, if not the, but the richest ownership group out there. So they can afford to pay a guy like this. So I'm not worried about the contract and the money. It's just more the draft pick and how that's going to play out. But they have a lot of, of good pieces on that team, um, especially offensively. They have Sutton and Judy. Uh, they'll be getting Tim Patrick back. He tore his ACL at the be- 
very beginning of the year, right? Did he even play a single game this year? I don't think. Uh, no, he didn't. He got hurt in the yeah. the uh, offseason, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think he played a game. Um, so they'll be getting him back, too. I think it's a really solid receiver there. They have a couple tight ends that are nice, some nice running backs. I think the offense is pretty set. You know, maybe get an offensive lineman or two. They have some nice pieces on defense as well. So I think this is a team that is up for a quick turnaround. Uh, they can't be any worse than they were last year. So I mean, also I think fair. that's you know not not a crazy statement to make. Also fair. Now that division is, is tough. Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, although Chargers probably going to Charger at the end of the year. But yeah, I mean, it's a tough division. But I think you know you can't can't worry. You can't be like, well, we'll just suck for the next six years because you know because <laughs> Mahomes and Herbert, <laughs> like you know, uh, that's just that's that them's the breaks. You know, it's gonna <laughs> be longer than six something. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think overall for me, this is, it is tough to grade right now. I, I would probably give it a B, but it could definitely drop or go up. It's tough, tough grade right now. Uh, moving on though, the last head coaching hire here, Frank Reich hired by the Carolina Panthers and he did not stay unemployed long. Um, fired mid season by the Colts ends up in uh ends up in Carolina pretty quickly here. Uh and the Colts actually do still have to pay some of Frank Reich's salary, which I'm sure helps. I haven't seen his salary details for Carolina. Um but what do you think of this hire? This kind of a it's almost like a retread and it's uh, there is it even a retread because he's still getting paid from the old coach. Old team. Yeah, I don't know because I think he did a pretty solid job in Indianapolis with everything that they had going on. So I don't think this is a bad hire. And I don't know that I'd necessarily call him a retread because, you know, did it, did Indy make the best move by getting rid of him? I don't really know. Um, I, this, is, this is another one that I think is just like a fine hire. You know, I don't, I don't know that any of the teams made like an obvious knock it out of the park home run. I think the only one that you think could be would is Ryan's just because it's, as we talk about on these shows a lot, like the mystery box. And I think the, the team is so bad and what he's done as a coordinator is so good. And I think he gets NFL locker rooms and everything, not to circle back to a totally different candidate that we already talked on, but Reich doesn't necessarily inspire like greatness. Like I think he could make Carolina okay or good, which is fine. I just don't know that he's a, a great coach. Maybe you hope that he comes in and kind of steers the rebuild. And then when it's time to bring in a, a big gun, maybe they do that. But um, I, I don't, I don't find myself being super excited about it. And I haven't really heard anybody talking about that much about it, which leads me to believe that nobody else is blown away by this hire either. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really been blown away by this hire. Frank Reich kind of struck me as a guy who's maybe a better coordinator than head coach. Cause like he was fine as a head coach. Like you said, like uh, the Colts can get the quarterback situation figured out, which really hurt. Now can they get, can Carolina get the quarterback situation figured out? I think that's a pretty big question mark there too. Um, obviously they're hoping to be able to draft somebody this year, but you know, if they end up taking Will Levis, I know we're not huge fans of that. So that could also just put them in a perpetual, uh, state of not having the quarterback situation figured out, which was his problem in Indy. Like I said, so I, I don't know that this was a great hire here either. And 
I don't know. He did he really inspire a lot of guys in that locker room either? Like I didn't really hear anybody like hyping up to defend him at any point in time when people were kind of trashing him. So that 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 I mean that team is kind of a dumpster. The f- franchise is kind of a dumpster fire. So I don't know that I that's fair. But hold that against him. That's fair. I just yeah, I don't know. Not not overly inspiring. That's like a C C minus maybe. Two positions still open here, though. Indy, uh, Indianapolis still has their head coach position open, and this is a long list of candidates that they have interviewed. Uh, a couple of headliners there, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, um, their interim head coach Jeff Saturday, who is apparently a pretty strong candidate there, uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, um, Dan Quinn was also interviewed there. So they, they have um, a long list there. They're reportedly going to be doing a third round of interviews. So I'll be interested to see how long this takes. Um, but is there anybody here that really on this list that, that you see that really strikes you as a good hire for them? I got to go through all these names to figure it out. You just look at them. Um, man. Well, um, I, I think the best or most interesting hire probably would have been Ben Johnson, but he's, mm-hmm. you know, withdrawn his back. name, mm-hmm. at least according to, to, to what he said a couple of weeks ago, he's not looking at any other jobs. I think he would have been a really, really interesting guy. Um, I, I think the, the names that stand, this name that stands out right away is, is don't do it. And I'm not even going to talk about Jeff Saturday is Raheem <laughs> Morris. Mm. He already had a run at it. And I don't remember him getting like screwed on his first. Like I don't, I don't think his tenure, his tenure did not go well. And I don't think you could blame it on anybody. But you know, he he didn't do a great job. So I don't know that that's not necessarily the kind of guy that I want to hire. Yeah. Um. I think if you're, you know, Indianapolis, I I think it depends on what they're going to do with quarterback this offseason. Arizona, I think you just need to find somebody that gels with Kyler because regardless, you're just stuck with him. Like, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. But I think with with Indy, you know, you're Kafka's interesting because, you know, he, he's the OC there. He's worked with with Dable. Um could could he come in and work with a quarterback? Uh, Bienemy is interesting. I know that he I know people want to speculate on why he's not being hired, and there's probably a combination of reasons, but I do think there are legitimate concerns about who he is like it's not even just the issue that he had the legal issue that he had years ago apparently he's not necessarily well liked everywhere so i think that kind of hurts him so i I mean i I, maybe kafka would be my choice just because he's interesting um it's not a great (laughs) list of names it's not quinn yeah, Wink the Martindale. Dan, I've seen the Dan Quinn experience. Uh, not, not, not super inspired. Didn't you guys go to a Super with Dan Quinn? We did, but uh, I and think you, Kyle Shanahan's offense had a lot to do with that. They also would have won the Super Bowl if Dan, if if Kyle Shanahan could have got could have gotten out of his own way at the end of that game. So, also a fair you know, point. I think I think his tenure would be remembered a little bit differently if Matt That's Ryan true. slash Kyle Shanahan didn't absolutely crap the bed. It's a fair point. At the end of that game, it's a fair point. Uh, yeah, Dan Quinn was fine, just not overly inspiring. Um, 
I, I think Mike Kafka was an interesting one. The other name that, that kind of stood out here is Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. I think that would be really interesting. That's been a good offense the past you know, two years since they got Burrow. So he has you know, some experience helping to develop a quarterback there in Burrow. Now they have two great wide receivers as well, which I think contributes that to that. But I do think Callahan's a good coach. Um, is this the cycle where he gets the head coaching offer? I don't know, but I think he's probably one of the more interesting names there. And then um, Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen is a guy who has floated around for a couple other jobs as well. Um, and maybe just a guy I don't think is quite ready yet either. Um, maybe not this cycle for him, but those would probably be two of the guys that I'd pick out. Um, yeah, fair enough. I don't really know how good Shane Steichen is, like how much of it's him, how much of yeah. it is um, Sirianni. Like, yeah. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You can also even kind of say the same thing about Callahan with um, with Zach Taylor, too. Mm -hmm. um, but will be interesting to keep an eye on their third round of interviews here. The other team with the opening, the last one, uh, Arizona, like you touched on there, the big thing is who's going to come in and work with Kyler Murray. Um, they, they only have one offensive coach that they have interviewed so far, and that is Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. The other guys have all been defensive guys, Dan Quinn, uh, Vance Joseph, their current defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, got an interview too as well. Um, so it seems like maybe they want to even go on the defensive side of the ball, which is an interesting take for me, given that you have the franchise quarterback already. Yeah, I think you just find somebody that likes Kyler and Kyler likes him and you figure it out from there. Uh, another long list of guys that I don't think are particularly exciting like vance joseph did people not learn their lesson from yeah. his like that's the dumbest yeah like, interview ever like that would never if i was an owner and my gm was like i want to interview him i would probably fire the gm because what kind of um decision making they, skills yeah. do you i mean have they just brought in a new gm <laughs> like just so bad so bad i don't know i hate how much of a oh you know boys club like you know scratch my back scratch your type thing that the nfl is it's so bad yeah. yeah i agree with that but that that is a topic for another day um arizona it'll be an interesting spot to keep an eye on there because we do like some of those pieces for fantasy purposes so that could really impact things um speaking of impacting for fantasy purposes there were a couple offensive coordinator hires as well kellen moore um in at, in at uh, the los angeles chargers i think I think overall this is a pretty good hire. I know his offense has kind of got stagnant there at Dallas a little bit. You know, Dallas was kind of happy to see him go, but I still think he's a fine offensive coordinator. So I think this was a good hire. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with all your points. I don't, I don't know that I have too much to add uh, on that particular front. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, Justin Herbert going to get to work with a pretty good offensive coordinator there. I think definitely think that could have been a lot worse. Um, New England hires Bill O'Brien back. He's he's back again. Kind of maybe got asked to leave by Saban or suggested maybe. that <laughs> maybe maybe you Could've. should uh, go find another job. And he ends up back in New England. I don't know. I think he's fine as an offensive coordinator. He didn't look great there in the last couple of years at Alabama, but he has some good track record in the NFL. Um, 
I think this was fine. Can't be any worse than what he uh, than what they had last year with Matt Patricia uh, yeah. for New England. Like if you're New England, it is an upgrade. I yeah. I probably would an upgrade. I think Twitch playing Madden probably would have been an upgrade too. <laughs> so um, no. yeah, uh, not not a ton of great offensive pieces there that we love, but um, I think this could help Mac Jones a little bit get back to maybe the level that people thought he was going to be after his rookie year. Um, next offensive coordinator hire, the New York Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, who we just talked about how Denver probably played their best offensive football without him, and Russell Wilson played his best offensive football without him. They need to get that quarterback situation figured out. Is this hire really just going all in on Aaron Rodgers? It has to be, right? Like, I can't imagine there's a merit-based decision as to why you would do that. Uh, it has to be. It has to be. I think there's there's zero other explanation for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a full-court press for Aaron Rodgers, which I, mean, I think... I've heard stupider decisions, but I'd probably want yeah. that lined up before I uh, yeah. went and hired this guy. And then if they swing it yeah. and miss, now you're stuck with a freaking lemon of a <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. But they don't have a quarterback either if without Rodgers. So, you know, you can probably fire Hackett after a year because that offense is going to be trash anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, probably the more interesting, the most interesting one here, the Rams hire Matt LaFleur um, as the offensive coordinator there. I think this is a pretty good hire overall. I think he kind of had a bad deal there in, uh, in New York. I, that just the quarterback situation was not very good. So I, I, th I still think he's a pretty good offensive coordinator. So I, I like this hire there for them and hopefully Stafford and, and cup and that offense can get healthy again. And maybe they can get back to what they were a couple of years ago. And I think McVay will always try to kind of keep it in the family. Yeah. Um. So this, yeah, it feels like a no brainer to me. So I, I like the fit. I think, yeah, why not? It works. It all works. Agreed. And then the only, there's a couple other positions that are open around the league here, but the only one that I wanted to talk about was Baltimore's. And it seems like they're going in. I mean, obviously they're going in a different direction after firing Greg Roman, but I, are they going to let Lamar have a hand in picking this guy in an effort to keep Lamar here? It's a good question. I think that relationship is over unless they pay him what he wants. Like, I don't think he even has animosity toward them. I just think it's pay me or it's pay me or yeah, or I'm leaving. So I don't think uh, you could hire his. I don't, does he have a brother? You could hire his brother to be the <laughs> offensive coordinator. And I don't think it would matter to him. I think he wants to be paid like he probably should be. And they are being stingy. So which I think is understandable though if you're baltimore because they've really struggled in the playoffs with him and i know it's that's you know narrative based evaluation over you know statistically and analytically what he's done over the past few years which has been very very good but they have and he has tended to not play that well in the playoffs overall mm -hmm. um so i do think it's a legitimate question if you're the ravens and your expectation every year is to compete for the afc championship and they've They've definitely been a paper tiger in the playoffs since he's been there. They've, they've not 
had great runs there. Yeah, I mean, he has been banged up a little bit as they at the end of the season as they go into the playoffs, like he was this year. So I think that's a little bit of a concern. I think we've also had this narrative about other quarterbacks who have gone on to prove that to be not the case that they're you know they struggle early in their career in the playoffs and then they get it figured out and they have several playoff runs i mean how long did it take peyton manning to get it figured out finally now i'm not saying lamar's peyton manning but there's other quarterbacks out there that have had these struggles earlier on in their career as well i'm not saying that the criticism isn't warranted but i just i don't think you let lamar walk like i i think you gotta pay him and I'm not just saying that as somebody who bought his fiance a Lamar Jackson jersey for Christmas. You, you, I would, I would have a hard time <laughs> marrying anything other than a Steelers fan or somebody that was not a fan of anything, so I could mold them to what I wanted. Uh, Kelsey wasn't a football fan, so well, neither was neither was Becca. Um, and, and she I chose let, that. I, I let her pick her own team. She wanted somebody who was like local. Um. And she didn't want to root for the Steelers because she went to school at Pitt and she did not love Steelers fans. I um, hate her too. So it's fair. <laughs> um, well, I, I do. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're invited to the wedding. If, if she hears this, count that, count that. And the bachelor party. Um, but yeah, so she wanted somebody who was kind of local. She wanted a team that was, typically pretty good she didn't want to have to root for somebody who was going to be in a rebuild she wanted like a star quarterback or a star player so you know we kind of workshopped it a little bit and she she landed on the ravens which actually works because my family's ravens fans so yeah you you have a weird sense of loyalty with your sports teams which i've judged you for many times many times. you're not the only one you're not the only one. I, I pick a team. I stick with them because it's common sense. What can I say? Uh, but yeah, I think the Baltimore position is going to be really interesting one to keep an eye on here. And especially with the quarterback and Lamar and that contract situation. Uh, but we'll move la lastly here into some senior bowl news. And if you follow anything senior bowl related on Twitter or anything fantasy football related on Twitter, you have probably seen the Tajay Spears hype absolutely hype train off the rails uh no conductor this thing is going insane it's so bad man it's so bad <laughs> i think the combination of a weak running back group like we talked about before um in, in the preview show it's a weaker running back group it wasn't really at the anybody... senior bowl at the senior bowl yes Yes, at the Senior Bowl um, has allowed him to stand out a little bit more. And you know what? He's a guy that I think I feel like I need to go back and watch more this year um, because the games that I did watch for him, the, the bowl game against USC, uh, he did look very explosive. He looked good. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe I need to go back because maybe I'm missing something here. But I wasn't all that impressed by him. He was just kind of fine. I saw people chastising others today because they didn't have Ty J Spears as a top five back in the class. And that's just really, really weird to me. Um, he's fine. He's a fine back. He's never going to be in a, a consistent NFL starter. He he's really bursty and he's fun because he makes bad decisions and then can find his way out of them sometimes. Um, but I, I struggle to even put him in my top seven, eight, nine running backs in this class. And I don't think that's hot takey or um, 
like you know contrarian like i just i think if you i i i I personally don't put any weight into the senior bowl Mm -hmm. like my opinion of tajay spears coming into the week is what i thought he would it would change maybe if he was like a division three player and then he showed up and looked like a boss i'd be like okay maybe this guy can play with the big boys but as somebody who played in the did a, you know the FBS his entire career like I'm sorry that I don't find what he's doing this week particularly exciting I don't uh, I don't I don't take anything from the senior bowl really that's fair um I guess especially when the group hasn't been that great overall so it's not like he's standing out amongst a really strong crew um I don't have him in my top seven or eight either I should probably move him up I have him behind Deuce Vaughn Eric Gray right now um and maybe he would move above them but i have a hard time putting him in my top seven eight nine maybe even ten because like i said i I don't know if i see a long term back there and you know what he's the type of guy too who's going to stick around on a roster and then there's going to be an injury ahead of him and he's going to blow up for like four or five games and people are going to be like oh see i told you he just needed a chance he's really good i feel like that's the type of guy he's going to be i'm very interested to see what his dynasty ADP is going to be after this week. Like it's going to be outrageous. Rookie ADP. Yeah. I think it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, Michael Wilson wide receiver for Stanford has been getting a lot of hype there. Also, um, he's a guy that maybe I, I do have too low, honestly. Um, because he's been getting a lot of hype. And I don't think the receivers there have necessarily been bad, like a lot of the running backs here. Like we get stock reports from um, Barnabas and, and Mike, and they they both said that the running backs have looked pretty bad, but they, you know, receivers overall have been fine. And he's stood out. And a lot of other people have noted that too. Um, I think there's two basic ways to look at him. One is that he actually hit five of the eight year one zero thresholds. Uh, the second way to look at it is that he literally did nothing after that at all. <laughs> um, and usually if I'm looking, I'm looking for a guy that hits multiple of those thresholds and then has a 30%, you know, dominator year somewhere in that career. And he never even got close to it on a team that was starving for consistent wide receiver play like they said that elijah higgins his teammate who's actually also at the senior bowl was working out with the tight ends at points because he's just not really (laughs) capable of playing full-time receiver so if you can't stand out in that room i have a hard time buying you as a legitimate fantasy player moving forward i think that's fair as well I, i do think that's very fair um you talked about with Higgins moving over to tight end. I know he's a guy that neither of us were enamored with at the wide receiver position. I think you, did you actually pick him as your guy who was going to be overmatched? I think. Yeah, he might, he'd probably he yeah. might be the worst guy there. Yeah, yeah. And I think Mike um, said that he's been the worst on the national team or whatever he's yeah. on there. Yeah. Does him moving to tight end is that intriguing to you at all? I mean, I I do like converted wide receivers to tight end, but I. I don't know if I see see him winning at tight end either, to be honest. It would have been cool if he did it like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I love him doing it now because <laughs> um, yeah. he's just not good enough at the other one. Like, at least I wouldn't know at this point. I'd be like, oh, boy, <laughs> he's, he's raw. He just converted. Um, 
so no, it doesn't excite me at all. No, okay. I think he's uh, not draftable in, Dyna- in, in Dynasty rookie drafts. I think he's not rosterable in pretty much any format, unless it's a C2C league that you for some reason had him and the, the taxi squad is basically unlimited. And you can just let him sit there for a couple of years. But I don't feel weird saying that I just don't think he ever does anything in the NFL. No, I would agree with that. Um, you mentioned he was the worst wide receiver on the national team. Um, we have had reports that Andre Yusovis has been struggling early and might be the worst wide receiver on the American team. Uh, he was a guy that we both picked out as somebody who you know, has a lot to prove, somebody who could get a lot of hype after this event um, if he comes in and looks good, and he has not looked good so far are you worried about Yusovis or obviously there's another day they still have to play the game are you thinking he could maybe turn it around yeah what did we say last week that he was the he was the answer to all the questions in terms of like who has the most to win who has the most to lose who has you know uh he kept saying it's it's Andre Yusovis um but I think he's showing why like it's a step up in competition uh they've been saying that he's really struggling to get open so I, I I don't know. I, I think it uh, it doesn't bode well for him. I don't think he's he's worked his way any sort of favorable draft capital. Um, so I I do think that his struggling is significant. Okay. In the grand scheme of things. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how he closes out the week, but I mean, he's going to have a huge combine. So don't make. Sh- I would just say to anybody out there, just make sure you don't double count that combine and take into account if he ends up struggling the entire time here exactly we already know he's a freak so yeah you know yeah when it happens don't be surprised exactly uh last one here for the wide receiver room tank dell nathaniel dell wide receiver out of houston measures in at five foot eight 163 pounds i mean we knew he was small this is tiny this is tiny is this concerning for you here um, I mean, I think we already knew, so I think this would be a case of double counting. Um, by all accounts, he's been pretty great in the one v one stuff. This, those are the kind of drills that I would expect him to do really, really well in, though. I mean, the NFL, I they they took they took what's his name Tutu. from Louisville, yeah, Tutu in the second round a couple years ago. So, like, I'm not gonna say never, but I don't have. I'm I'm treating Tank as as not an NFL player. Yeah, that's kind of how I was treating him when he was in college. Like, we knew he was small. I didn't know he was going to be quite that small, but I still knew he was going to be small. And he's the type of guy, like you said, Tutu Atwell did get that draft capital second round. He's that's pretty much the exact same size. Um, I don't think Dell will test quite as well as Atwell did. Uh, I think Dell is a good athlete, though. I don't think he'll test quite as well as Tutu did. And I think Dell at least also is a good slot wide receiver. And I think that he could stick on a team as a solid slot wide receiver. So I'm not totally writing him off, but I don't know if I see him being really fantasy relevant at the NFL level. Yeah, fair enough, I think. And then last position here, the quarterbacks. We said coming into this, it's not a good group. Surprise, surprise. All of the quarterbacks have been pretty bad at this event. 
Um, that again, Barnabas and Mike talked about, you know, stock up, stock downs. They said stock downs for all these quarterbacks. I asked them to give me the one who has looked the least bad. And they both said Dugan, Max Dugan, quarterback from TCU. Uh, is that surprising that he's looked the least bad here? Uh, I don't think it's that surprising. It's just a terrible group. I think we said that last yeah. week. Um, just, yeah, there's nobody there that's like a legitimate NFL player. I mean, isn't uh, isn't Jay Kaner the next the next Tom Brady? We uh, I, I did like the Pratt call. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be the next Tom Brady, but I did. Uh, I did like that. He can maybe be a guy that goes to the NFL and and, and does some things. I, it's it, I, I don't want to necessarily kill the quarterbacks, though, because a I don't think we thought any of them were good. And B, I think it is difficult to go there with guys you have no chemistry with and try to throw all mm-hmm. week. Um, so, you know, I think they deserve credit for, for going, but, uh, certainly don't think any of them, like, I think this was kind of expected. I think the game itself was actually going to be rough yeah. because <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're going to do offensively. Yeah. Cause re- reports are that there's some standout guys on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the defensive group probably better than the offensive group here. Um, but you heard it here, Austin giving out participation trophies to all of these quarterbacks. Big participation trophy guy. A big, big fan. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to the Campus to Canton feed and on Twitter and the Campus to Canton YouTube page for more Senior Bowl, uh, uh, Senior Bowl content coming from Mike and Barnabas. Uh, check out the daily draft reports that we have been having drop every single day um, during the week on the Campus to Canton podcast feed. Daily draft report done by Dwight Peebles, uh, FF Peebles Champ on Twitter. Uh, he's done a lot of big names already so far. He's done uh, Zach Evans, Devin Achain, Keishon Boutte, uh, Anthony Richardson was this week too. He did, talked on some defensive players. He did Jalen Carter. Did they do Carter. Anthony Richardson this week? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I have to go back and find I think it was yesterday. I think they did Anthony Richardson. Or maybe today. I'll have to go find that one. Yeah. I Um, I completely missed that. I'll have to double check on that one, uh, which day it was. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this week here. But yeah, offensive side, defensive side is doing a quick 15-minute breakdown there. Um, So if you want to hear more about some of these Senior Bowl guys, uh, obviously these are before the Senior Bowl here. But definitely check that out. Um, But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Until next time, this is Colin. And this is Austin. And have a good one.